Coming up on the podcast, we talk Texans versus Bengals game. We also look ahead to the Cowboys versus the Broncos. We also preview the fight that's coming up this Saturday night between Canelo and Triple G. And once again, me and Trey get into it regarding Draymond Green. You're just thinking solely no. about offense, aren't no, you? No, sir. You're not thinking about everything else that Draymond does mind to contribute you, to a team. Mind you, I adore, I love Draymond Green. I love Draymond Green. I, I think he's great for that team. I think he's great for the NBA. I love him as an NBA if player. Both, he's one of my favorite players. He is not a top 10 basketball if player. If both men's careers ended today, who had a better career? DeMarcus Cousins. You're crazy. No. You're out. Your, you've lost your mind. <laughs> they have Draymond you Green. You have lost your damn They mind. have Draymond Green ahead of John Wall. Exactly. Shut your mouth. We, you know, I need to give you a cup so you can piss in it so we can test you. <laughs> You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the New Channel Sports Podcast. This is Oenyi. It's a beautiful, beautiful day here in Houston, Texas. Texas. I said Houston, Texans. <laughs> in Houston, Texas, it's a beautiful day. What's going on, Chris? What's good, man? I'm excited to be here. Uh, I think Trey has a special message to the Texans fans. He always says it for the Cowboys fans. So I know he'll say it for us today. What is it? Go ahead. You can just do it, Trey. I'm excited. Just go ahead. What a difference five days make. This is amazing. It is great to have my co-host back. I don't know who was here the, the last time, but man, we got a what's good. We got to know any. We got like, welcome I, back, I was fellas. so disgruntled last episode. I just forgot to say my name. Welcome, no one even knew who was talking last welcome episode. Welcome back. Welcome back. But before, before we start, you know I got to say what's up to Cowboy Nation, right? Because... It's about to go down. It's about to go down. We're finna separate ourselves from everybody else. Laker Nation is back. 2K18 is back. It's a great day. <laughs> Who else is back, though? Uh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, okay? I mean, it was, it was a good win the other night. Uh, I didn't know Bill Goldberg played for the Houston Texans. Mm. Someone got speared at the end of the game. <laughs> spear, spear. <laughs> but it was J.J. Watt. Um, <sighs> as a Houston Texans fan, this is this is my thing now. We've seen this movie before. All right, it's not a sequel with the Cincinnati Bengals. This is like the fourth movie <laughs> where we beat Cincinnati. We always beat Cincinnati. They're like our stepchild or something. We, we <laughs> I did it again. I gotta, I gotta bleep that out again. I just every time I talk about the things, I have to cuss or something. But I gotta bleep that out. But it really came down to one play. The play, the forty-nine yard. That's run. it. That's it. Without that, we lose that game. I agree with that. That's that's pretty much all it came down to. Yeah, it was. Uh... The Texans and the Bengals allowed us to realize that if we have another Thursday night game like that, it ain't worth it, man. Like it is, it's just not worth it because 
what we saw last night was abysmal. Like it was, it was sad. I feel, I feel, I feel bad. I feel bad for my side piece, man. I need to give him some attention because <laughs> they're lacking right now. That's bad. I might have to find another side piece because it's. I, I don't know that it's worth it. Hey, man, don't come back to the side piece when the side piece <laughs> is winning games. Okay, don't don't come back. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I don't know. I don't know. I might be looking for a new side piece, man, because Andy Dalton, they're not the, – the Bengals aren't very good right now. They're, they're not. not. And to win that game, what was the final score? 13 to 9. 13 to 9. It's a baseball score. One – yeah. One 49-yard scamper away from being Scoreless. a field goal no, fest. No, no, no touchdowns at all, right? We saw one touchdown. It was a nice, hard, fought, defensive, old-school football game. And that's what real NFL fans like to see. That's what you <laughs> Is that what you think? The NFL is like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is what I think about that. Hold on. Stop. Homer time. Homer. That's what I think about what that. What is that? That's what I think about that. I knew there would be some Homer time coming. Y'all cannot. Look, look, look. Let me, let me, let me take a step back here a little bit. Okay. Like I said. We've seen this before. The, the the Texans don't get any extra points for this. They owe the fans. Okay. We, this next three games they have coming up, right? Trey, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> they play New England next, right? Yeah. That's going to be a loss. We can already chalk that up as a loss. But the next three games, they play Tennessee. Loss. They play Tennessee at home. They play KC at home. Loss. And they play Cleveland at home. Win. In order for them to make up for that first loss, they have to go undefeated in that three. Ain't going to happen. Well, I'm just telling you what they have to do. They have to go undefeated going to Dubai. They have to go three and one in these next four games before I could be like, okay, we're turning the corner. I will take two and two depending on how they lose those two games. But they have to go three and one to make up for that first initial loss at home to the Jacks. Let me tell you something. If... The Texans go undefeated in their next three games. I will. I said undefeated at home. Und- if they go undefeated at home, which means they've got to beat. They have four games. Uh-huh. One of them is on the road, and that's in New England. Then they have three more games at home. So I'd like them to go three and on those those games. So you said that was Tennessee. Tennessee. Kansas City. Kansas City and Cleveland. And Cleveland. Those are all home games. If they win those three games at home, I will not mention. I will not. Say one positive thing about the Cowboys for the rest of the football season. You really want to do that to you? Why are you doing that to you? Because it's not going to happen. Wow. But why even? Why even throw because, it out there? Because that's not going to happen. Why would you even think that that's so, even possible? Well, if the tech, well, I know what the Texans would do. They will win those first two games, right? Against <laughs> Casey the and then lose to the Browns. <laughs> that's exactly what they would do. Now that you put that out, there. ain't going to happen. But it's on record then. So you, you it's not gonna happen. Okay. But it's on record already. Yeah. It, the, the Jags Texas, are the Jags. This to the Jags. The Jags <laughs> are still the Jags. <laughs> so if they go three and zero during that stretch, I don't want to hear anything about the Cowboys. I won't say I won't. I don't know why you did that. I don't even why you did to yourself. That's a classic, classic Cowboy fan right there. Because it ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Can we talk about how how Deshaun Watson looked? How did he look? I'm what, a huge grade, what grade did y'all give him? I, I, I First start. A C plus. Wow. A C plus. You're going you're gonna to tell us why it's a C plus? He's a C plus. And, and mind you, 
Deshaun Watson was my favorite player in the NFL draft. The second favorite player, my second favorite player in the NFL draft was Deontay Foreman. And I thought the couple of runs he got early in the game, I thought he looked pretty well, to be quite honest with you. But Deshaun Watson, I, I, he, he had a couple of passes in that game that should have been pick sixes. Right. Like and, right. and and those Cincinnati Bengals defenders catch those passes. We're talking you two may not even show up. I may be doing the podcast by myself tonight. <laughs> uh, because you definitely wouldn't have wanted to see me at that. You're already sick. <laughs> but <laughs> he made some bad decisions and minus that forty nine yard scamper, I mean he did well. I know it was his birthday, I know it was his first NFL start, it was on the road, blah, 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 blah. But he didn't do anything, anything. That lead that would lead me to believe that he's on the level of even some of the other rookies. So he didn't get tested. He didn't get tested in this game. He got te- I, I know that Geno Atkins tested his. <laughs> I mean, I know Geno Atkins. <laughs> Geno Atkins. <laughs> I know he saw his life flash before. So that's his- going to be two <laughs> bleep outs. <laughs> I know Geno Atkins made sure that he he understood that he's back in the NFL. Um, but I, I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy. I'm mean, I'm happy for my side piece. I'm glad that they won. I mean, I'm happy for my friends because if not, I, I don't know when I would have seen you guys again. <laughs> Texans lose on Thursday. Cowboys win on Sunday. We may not do a show for, man, who knows how long. So, But I just thought he was he was 125 yards passing, 67 yards rushing. That's not going to win many football games. You're not going to play many teams like the Bengals. I'm just being honest. You're right about them not playing many teams like the Bengals, but let's consider what he's up against. He wasn't prepared to start. From the beginning of the season, the team just comes off what's the most demoralizing loss you can argue, maybe even in franchise history. And then you're set, you're thrown to the driver's seat. Hey, you're the starter. On top of that, guess what? You have three days to prepare. You're Deshaun Watson. You're what a three or four year starter from Clemson, arguably one of the best college football players to to play in recent memory, a national champion. You got to be ready for that. It's not my fault that he said he didn't get many reps with the first team. That's the the Texans' fault. So I mean, and they all they all fall under that. They they all deserve criticism for that. I guess it was a game last night, but that wasn't. I mean, that was terrible. That was ter- that was terrible football last night. And that's fine, but the grade that Deshaun Watson should get for that. What should he get? He should get a B. He did what he had to do. Let's be honest. When you walk out the stadium. And everybody on the team knows why did you win, and it is because of the quarterback. One play, he has. To, that's fine. It but was he one has, play. He has to get a beat. If you turn around and at the end of the game and say well, after the Cowboys won last week against the Giants, say why did the Cowboys win? You're not saying oh Dak Prescott, right? Why after did they this win? Game after the Texans win, there's no doubt. Why did we win? Oh, Deshaun Watson, no doubt. Why did he gets they, an why automatic beat for that? Why did the Cowboys win last weekend? Oh, because Otto Beckham Jr. didn't play. Okay. That's why the Cowboys know. <laughs> <laughs> you got set up for that one. Didn't you? No, I'm just, I, I mean, I could understand why haters would say that, but that's not why the Cowboys wow. won. Well, I, I will give, I will agree with Trey on this one. That doesn't happen a lot. But I give him a C plus as well. And that's on the curve. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. I mean, he didn't have time to prepare, right? First career start, all that good stuff. But this could have been a disaster. It really could have been. He had a couple of throws that might have been pick sixes. So, um, and it was just that one play that he made. He didn't really look that accurate. And that's something we always talked about his accuracy. But they won. And the Texans are continuing to win. This is the formula that they have to do it at. 
the defense has to play well, and they have to win with Deshaun Watson doing it on multiple levels. And a win, a win is a win. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poo poo on that like you you guys would poo poo on some other stuff. But a win is a win, and if that's the case, then I mean it is what it is. But there was a lot more than a lot a lot of distractions going on in in Houston. Your boy Brian Cushing can't stop doping. Man. I mean, just are we really surprised though? Oh, I'm not surprised by it. I'm not surprised at all about it. I'm not surprised by uh, any of those USC linebackers. Maybe because maybe because you guys are, you know, Texans fans, you've been here a while. They've only been my side piece for a year and a half. So, you know, I'm still getting used to them. We're getting to know each other. But but for Brian Cushing to to go out and do that to this team, I mean, that's just that's embarrassing. That's that's humiliating, you know, and I mean, I, that's, I, I just but don't you get know it. what it was, right? He's played his last game as a Houston Texan. Yeah, he overtrained. That's what happened. He overtrained so mm-hmm. much that they found something in the system that just yeah. wasn't right. That was an excuse to the first time yeah. he got caught right. And we all kind of gave him a, a pass. Well, Texans fans gave him a pass. He's like, okay, you know, maybe that's the case. And then I probably that was six, seven years ago. So now, He's testing positive. I don't know. I haven't heard him say a word about it now. He can't. I mean, he can't. You're right. Yeah. He can't say anything. He has no excuses. And so now the first excuse he had is like, so that was a BS, basically. You know what you were doing. And when he was going through this little stint where he was healthy, in the back of my head, I was thinking, is he back on steroids? What was he doing? <laughs> I, I did. I really did. I didn't really. I didn't say. I didn't say anything about it. And I mentioned it. But now that it's out there, it's like you know, it is what it is. He's played his last game as a Texan. It, that's just sad. I mean, you know, for me, and I mean, it is what it is. And I know that players got to do what they got to do to get back on the field and stuff like that. But I mean, when you're talking about coming into the season, which I mean, completely healthy with Merciless and Watt and Cushing and everybody and Clowney playing well, who I thought he looked really good last night. Statistically, he may not show up like that, but I thought he looked really good last night. Um, but. I mean, you just when you put when you're so selfish, you put that in front of the the team's goals. What else you're trying to do? I mean, this crazy part is in the NFL. You know when you're going to get tested. So I don't condone it. But even if you, I mean, you know when you're going to get tested. But I think part of the story was he got a concussion, and so he had to see the medical trainers, and that led to them figuring the extra out testing. Yeah, oh, wow. that he was on the steroids. Oh, okay. Now I kind of don't agree with you about. You know, the team aspect of it. I think Brian Cushing was falling apart as a player. He was getting hurt. And I felt like he just needed that as an extra boost just to get back to normal. It wasn't like he was lighting things up out there. It didn't specifically look like he was on PEDs every play or anything like that. But like I said, he wasn't getting hurt as much anymore. I don't know how much that correlates. I'm not yeah, a, but, a doctor. No, and that's, that, that, that's kind of the thing with Cushing. Throughout his entire career, he's had terrible football right. injuries. Right, right. Football injuries, is you, you can't even call them injury prone. You watch the play and say, man, that probably happens one time out of a thousand, but it happened to him three times in his career. Right. So I'm not condoning his steroid use, but the man has had really, really tough injuries, and he's come back from them, maybe with some steroid help. I don't know. But when he first came in his rookie year, he looked really good. That's when he got busted with the steroids right. as well. I understand that. But – the fact that he got caught now doesn't make me think of him as a selfish player. I just think he wants to get back on the field. Right. That's yeah, what I thought too. But I mean, you I mean, you know what you can and can't do. When you put there's some players out there that just because the name on the back of the jersey and what they've done over their 
their body of work, whether it be college or NFL, you got to account for them. And if Brian Cushing's on the field and you got Jadavian Clowney and you got JJ White and you got Quentin Merciless and Cushing out there, as a as an offensive coordinator, as a quarterback, you're like, uh oh. So whether he's tearing it up or not, that's still somebody you got to account for because you know he's capable of making plays. You know he's capable of doing damage. Without him out there, I think that allows teams to do a little bit different and do things a little bit different. Now, the gentleman who stepped in for him was his not uh Cunningham. Played well. I mean he played really well last night. But I mean, John Ross doesn't make that fumble in that reverse. They go in and score that touchdown or that even a field goal in that situation. I mean, that game is totally different. So, I, I mean, while their defense played well, it was the Bengals. Um, they were fortunate enough to – I mean, that turnover hurt. They were inside the red zone. John Ross is inside the red zone. And the dude, I knew he was fast, but just seeing him run that end around, yeah. I was like, damn, this dude is fast. Yeah. Uh, but that was just – I mean, it is what it is. In the NFL, you play who's in front of you. And if you win, at the end of the day, it doesn't worry about the score. It just matters whether or not you got a one or a zero there. That, that's true. But if I'm Bill O'Brien, after their game, I'm talking to the guys and I'm telling you, you won, but this is any Bengals should have won that game. Yeah. So for me personally, they should have won. Mm. There was a, there was a, also a touchdown they should have had. Tyler Eifert was in the end zone all by himself. I don't know how he set that out of bounds. <laughs> if he's on Madden and they're putting their awareness category on it he has zero awareness because he just stepped out of bounds and stepped back in that should have been a touchdown easy touchdown yeah the Cincinnati Bengals left at least three touchdowns on the field in that game to me yeah they should have won the game I'm happy that Texas won I am but in hindsight they have a lot to build on I mean they have a lot to you know to do to make this team better it and they're not if they're not going to be prepared <laughs> going against New England oh my goodness the- then we're going to we might have a podcast that day. The, the <laughs> toughest part is that this part of the schedule, what you were hoping was that the Texans would be 2-0 and right now, thinking that after this next stretch of four games that they come out of this 3-3 three and three, and then the rest of the season. It's not cake, but it would be, it'd be a little bit easier to manage. This is not the time for them to be playing the way they're playing right now. So, I mean, I go back to whether it's preseason or whether it's training camp or whatever, they should have, if this is the route they were going to go, and they knew they knew they knew who Savage was. If they had been preparing Deshaun Watson to be the starter from the very beginning, he'd be in a situation like Kaiser is right now. Kaiser outperformed Deshaun Watson, and he played against a better team. He played against a better defense, and Kaiser looked like the real deal. And I personally think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than him, so I'm not sure where the disconnect is. I I, I got to wait to figure that out. And I like that you bring that point up. I was watching last night's game in the juxtaposition between Bill O'Brien who cannot let a quarterback play for more than two quarters. And then you have Marvin Lewis on the other <laughs> side that has no idea when to pull Andy Dalton. It's like him and Andy Dalton have this affair going on, and Andy Dalton saying, you're going to play me, coach. Because Dalton looked – he looked awful. This is the second game. It's not just that. It, he looked awful against Baltimore, and now he looks awful against the Texans. Both defenses aren't you know bad or anything like that. I don't even know who Andy Dalton's backup is. It's AJ McCarron. Okay. Well, he, he needs to play. Yes. He does. No, no, seriously. <laughs> nah, I don't he, know. He needs to play. No. If he doesn't play, Marvin Lewis is going to lose his job. Well, I think Because they're like, already talking about getting rid of the office coordinator. That is on the book. They're going to get rid of the office coordinator. No, he's already gone. He's already gone. He's gone. Right. He's yeah. gone. Marvin Lewis is next on the chopping block. I want to say this is the first time in like 60 some odd years that a team has played two home games and hasn't scored a touchdown. Like to open the season, there was a stat last night that came up something like that, and 
they have AJ Green. I mean, and the Texans did a good job of double teaming him when they when they got into the red zone. Throw him the damn ball. Yeah, you got to him the ball. Got to get him the ball. You've got and 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 Dalton missed him a couple of times last night, where I think he could have had some big plays on that. So, other than that fifty eight, fifty six yard gain they had, you know, during the second quarter, I believe, um, he messed up. I tell you, one kid I do like on the Bengals that the punt returner Erickson, I think is his name. He was good, but there were a couple of plays if you watched it where he called for a fair catch and had no idea why he was doing it. He had maybe 12 yards of green grass, and he kept calling fair catch and giving the Texans good field position. But when he didn't call fair catch, he was running wild. Yeah, it was crazy. And even returning the ball out of the end zone, and that last play, the last play of the game, they weren't going to score a touchdown. And he was grabbing – that was pass interference. You, and, and it was a great play. It was a great defensive play because you got to put – make the ref, referees, you know, blow the whistle. But – uh, the Texans played aggressive last night. They played really aggressive last night. The sad part for me is that somebody like J.J. Watt, his highlight was killing alignment. You know, that was a highlight of his day. And the sad part about that, just to show you how bad Houston sports is, if you watch the game from Houston's local affiliate, the local news cut on before the game ended. Right. Like, Congratulations, right. Texans, you won. Right. If we would have lost, lost that game. that game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what happened in the, the, the Stanford game, right? The college game? Did yeah. they cut off? cut that off? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they cut yeah. that off, and then later on when it happened, that's when it's, you yeah. know, went well, viral. Well, after the first couple passes, then I saw where they had gotten to on the field. I was like, uh-oh. No, there was a point <laughs> yeah, where you're like, why is this still going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he didn't pass that ball to an offensive lineman, yeah, who we knows? might be having a different story <laughs> right now. We wouldn't Because that's the right reason now. why. You wouldn't be here right, right Oh, goodness. I'll be sick. <laughs> Call in sick. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, Texans won. That's good. I'm glad they're one. I'm glad they're one-on-one. Football's better. Not that one one. They won, but like I said, they have a lot of work. A lot of work. I predicted they'll go nine and seven, so they pretty much have to go three and one in this next four games, and then their last what, ten games at least go five and five. Yeah. So this next stretch right here, I think will determine whether or not they're gonna be a, a playoff team or a division winner. I'll tell you if the, whoever wins that first I'm just just putting it out there. And my bold prediction, whoever wins that game between the Titans and the Texans will win the division. The first game. The first game. It might even be that close. I mean, it might even come down to that. Tennessee did play a a good game against the Raiders. The Raiders are a good team. If the Raiders are for real, then they got tested and maybe that, you know, that loss didn't really mean that much to them. So I have to wait and see with the Tennessee Titans. Maybe they are for real. I don't know. They might run away with the division. You feel better? Not really. Like I said, it wasn't the game. I'm glad they won. But it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, were we really worried going into this game? Like, were you really concerned yes. going into this game? Yes, you were. I was. I, I said the Bengals are the Bengals. Right? I did say that. But they look bad. Texans look a little bit better than they do. So, anyway, life goes on. Yeah. So, the Cowboys. I know that's what you want to talk about next. Hey, we can talk about America's team whenever you're ready. They're playing the Broncos this Sunday. Mm-hmm. That game will be in Denver. Yep. I'm not going to chalk up a win easily for them. For who? For the Cowboys. Okay. I do think the the Denver defense is still, you know, legit, even without um, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. So, but I, I'm pretty sure they should win that game in Denver. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. Like a kind of a letdown kind of thing. Nah. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost that game. Nah. Ezekiel Elliott's going to run the football. Ezekiel Elliott's going to get probably, 
90 to 100 yards because Denver's defense aren't they aren't chumps. I mean, they're they're pretty good, but I think our defense is going to win us some football games. You're going to see Dak Prescott make some big plays, and the Cowboys come out victorious. I think this is a game where we see, I guess, the first test for the defense, for the Cowboys defense, that is. Um, Denver's quarterback is not going to light it up, but his receivers are talented enough to beat Dallas's cornerbacks and secondary, which is, is not very good right now. Uh, I think the Cowboys will win the game, but I do believe that if the Cowboys defense is bad, because we don't know yet, the Giants, their offense is anemic. I don't know anything about the Cowboys defense. If the Cowboys defense is bad, they could be exposed on Sunday, especially in Denver. I think they'll win the game, but we'll know if they're good or not. Yeah. First first kind of test for the Cowboys, going to Denver, going to Mahai. But I could see the game playing out. The deep defense plays pretty well. Holsons are maybe 24 points. They won't then, score that much. And tomorrow, the uh, the Cowboys. Oh, oh, yeah. The Cowboys scoring about 24 points. Yeah, probably yeah. 27. If the, the Dallas defense is really not that good, maybe Denver can score about 24 points as well. But I, I see it be like 24-14, something yeah, like 27-13, 27-17, maybe. But if if I was going against a, a team and the quarterback was either Trevor Simeon or Eli Manning, I don't care necessarily who the receivers are. I think that Eli Manning would have a much better team chance of beating my team than Trevor Simeon. You would think. Trevor Simeon made some terrible decisions against the Chargers. I'm talking about terrible. He almost gave that game away. The Chargers should have won that game or at least forced overtime. They couldn't catch the ball, though. They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't. I mean, it was stupid. Phillip Rivers did everything he needed to do to get them back in that game, and their defense played well. And I just don't trust Trevor Simeon at quarterback. He's not going to do it. Jamal Charles. I mean, he looked all right. C.J. Anderson, I'm not worried about it. He looked not. good. He did look good. good. He did look good. But I think that you're going to see a Cowboys defense that's swarming to the football. And like I said, 27-13, 27-17, but we'll win by more than – we'll win by two scores. So confident. Guarantee. I'm just, just Oh, you're guaranteeing it. I'm guaranteeing it. Wow. Guaranteeing that they'll win – not that they'll win – They'll win by two scores. Let me yeah. tell you, my weekend just got a lot better. <laughs> because as a Texans fan, I'm going to the weekend just I can watch the games in peace. Mm-hmm. And that so I can text game. you? I can text you? Dude. No, I'm going to text you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, text me, please, because we're going to be fine. Dan Bailey, the great, the best kicker in NFL history. In NFL history? Yeah. Statistically, yeah, the best crack. kicker. I'm no, just t- no, that's I'm, fine. Mike Bandajack had that title, too. I'm just saying. he started missing the playoffs. I mean, so. and in mile high, I mean – if we if we cross the fifty yard line, we're good. If we cross the fifty, we're good. That's all we got to do. I can agree with that. And so we're gonna be good. Bailey is Bailey is a beast. I, I, he's a beast. He's not the best he's the, kicker he has, ever. He has the greatest field goal percentage in NFL history. It doesn't matter. I'm just telling you, he's the beast. And no, he's a beast, but he's not the best kicker ever. I'm just ever. telling you, he's the best kicker ever. So Adam Vinatieri is the best kicker ever in my book. Please, he got me zero points last week. <laughs> that's what, that's lost, what we're basing it on. Okay. And I lost I my understand. two. I understand. I understand. And I lost my two. I understand now. Adam Vinatieri is garbage. He'll get him, Terry. <laughs> Was it clear for the Colts now? No, the, yeah, the Colts. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Goodness. Uh, he, I mean, he, he probably, made he probably, one he and pro- missed one. Uh, well, I'm surprised he got two opportunities to score in that score game. In that game yeah. well, they're starting Brissett this weekend, so I saw that he came oh, out. They man. came out and said he's a starter. They said they made a mistake week one and they should have started him. So it's not going to be that much better. No. I don't think it is. No, no. What's the timetable on look like? 
to is there TBD. No? Wow. TBD. I'll tell you one thing, though. He's I think done. when he comes back, no, I don't think he's, he's done. done. I don't think he's done. I think when he comes back, he's going to tear it up. He's done. Hey, I mean, I don't wish anybody anything bad, but I hope that that relationship in Indianapolis deteriorates. And for some reason, the Texans can somehow get Andrew Luck <laughs> because I know he's good. No, I know he's, he's good. I too. He's good. He's really good. He's on no, I several of my done. fantasy football teams. Because well, he has a shoulder injury, right? Yeah. yeah. Or back it, or something like that. I think it's his shoulder, I want to say. I don't see how he can just be done like that. How old is he about? You know, he's 26, 28, yeah. something around that. He's he's not old. Yeah. I don't know if he's done. He, the coach actually. Honestly, if he's in Indianapolis, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they, the Colts, I mean, being a Texan fan, everything scares me. But <laughs> if Andrew Luck comes back earlier than originally planned, that scares me a little bit. Damn. It just does. It just does. That's why you want, as a Texas fan, we hope he stays out three, four weeks and they just keep losing. So even when he comes back, it's not enough. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want him to come back with any kind of hope or anything like that. Yeah. No. I mean, man, I feel bad. I'm talking about like from the fantasy's perspective. I, I've had him on several of my teams, but T.Y. Hilton, anybody who drafted T.Y. Hilton, it's got to be like, that's great. That's that's you terrible. Should have known better though. Yeah, right, that's right? Yeah, no, no, yeah. It's like drafting yeah, but, Adrian Peterson. He's not getting as many carries. Well, you should have known that. Yeah, but if they would have known that Luck is going to be out for this amount of time, I think that's a different story. But according to Adrian Peterson, he didn't know. He was looking at that many Boy, carries. Either. That's his problem. <laughs> he has an agent problem because he should have known that. The Saints don't run the ball. What were you expecting? Well, I we thought he would get more than nine carries in the first game, though. I mean, you pick up Adrian Peterson and you're telling people we're going to try to run the ball more. You would think he would get more than nine carries, especially against a, his former team. See, the problem with Adrian Peterson, when you hear him talk, he kind of has that Michael Vick syndrome. You know, when Michael Vick was coming back, every NFL player said, oh, we need that dude because he'll take us to the promised land. Like, you've seen the great highlights, but he's not that guy anymore, right? So when he's talking, he's saying, I need, I need to be the guy, main guy running the offense. No, you're not. Adrian Peterson's never been able to catch a ball in the outfield, uh, out the backfield, and he's always been fumbling. You can argue that the Vikings would have a Super Bowl if Adrian Peterson didn't fumble. That's how bad his fumbling issues are. He's older now. Why would you want to deal with that? I mean, they let the dude start the game, which I thought was admirable. First couple of plays out the box, they let him carry the ball. And he needs to sit he needs to sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said something bad. But he needs to sit down somewhere. Uh, I just think he picked the wrong team. I think he still has some juice in the tank. I just think he went to the wrong team. He should have went somewhere else. If you're the Cardinals, would you trade for him? Now that David Johnson's going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I didn't even want to pick up anybody out of the any of the three running backs the Cardinals have right now. Not None of them the, are worth it. I think the Cardinals are done. Yeah, they, as, yeah. As, as long as Carson Palmer's done, they're done. That's that's, that's how I feel about so that team. I don't team. think Palmer's the issue. No, Par- David Johnson helped make that team a lot better. Well, Palmer Palmer is done. This is, this is from last year going into this year. He's been playing boo-boo. You know who he looks like to me right now? He looks like Jake DeLome. It was a game where Jake DeLome lost it. It was against the Cardinals during the NFC and when they had a really good record. And you can look at his eyes when he's walking off the field. It's like, oh, this guy's done. Carson Palmer has those eyes. I think he's done. He has nothing left. Yeah, I I really think he's done. I don't know. He's – I think the dude's legit. I mean, I I think he's – he's serviceable. So I don't think he's going to be the Carson Palmer we've once seen, but – 
I mean, he. I, I think he could do. He's got a great receiving core. I think he's got. A re- I shouldn't say great. He's got a really good receiving core. But he has a lot of weapons around him, though. That's but, another but, point. But David too. Johnson gone though. No sir. Well, I'm just talking about even when he had David Johnson, he didn't look that well, that good. So. Yeah, but I think what they were also relying on is that defense to play well and keep them in the games, and their defense didn't play that well. No, no, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and so but, a lot of times, I mean, the you can. I mean, I think you Texans fans can agree to that. Sometimes your excellent play on defense kind of hides some of your flaws on offense. Right. I'm yeah. hoping he's done because we played the Cardinals this year anyway. So. <laughs> L. <laughs> and I Another hope David Johnson doesn't come back. That game's in Houston, I think. So L. It should be interesting. L. So we all agree the Cowboys are going to win. Yep. Going yeah, into Denver, win. they'll win. Yeah. Uh, initially, I had the uh, the Broncos winning that game, but after, as Trey said, watching – Simeon throw, he should have throws at least two picks, sixes. That's at least, and maybe three or four picks. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys on this one. There's one game that mm-hmm. all of America should watch. What's that? Everybody in America should watch. You don't know which game I'm talking about? I don't. What's the What's the Sunday night game? After the Texas one, I kind of just shut uh, down. Oh, that's going to be good. The rematch of the NFC Championship, the Falcons versus the Packers. Oh, yeah. That's going to tell you a lot about both teams. I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, if the Falcons go in there, where's that game being played at? Atlanta. Lambo. Oh yeah, if the Falcons go into Lambo. I still thought it was in no, Atlanta. Atlanta. I Atlanta. thought it was in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, if Atlanta wins that game in Atlanta, they're still top notch team. They're not gonna win. Yeah. You don't think so? No. You think Aaron Rodgers? They have there? They, the the pack. The Falcons have about as good of a chance as the Texans have of beating the Patriots next week. What? Wow. In Atlanta? In Atlanta. You. Drug test time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying they're going to outright win the game. It's a wrap. But the the Texans have point zero zero one percent chance. That's going, about. That's no, about. That's no, about what Trey. chance. I'm just oh, telling you right what now. What do you have against Atlanta? Because look, look, I don't have anything you, against you Atlanta. You thought Matt Ryan was a top, not even a top ten quarterback. He's not. He said he was a 11, 12, 12 something like that. He had Russell Wilson, take. Dak Prescott in front of Matt Ryan. And now you're saying that Atlanta has no chance. You said two things right now uh-huh. on this show that I hope they'll come back to bite you in the butt. I really do. Because well, Martin Tate, <laughs> Falcon fans, he said you have no chance. They don't. They don't. Is it What's the score going to be? Probably. 35 to 3? No, Packers. probably like, let me think, 38 to 24. That's a good score. Yeah. For the Falcons. I honestly think that the Falcons are going to win the game. Uh, what would be really impressive if the Falcons blow them out again? I don't see that. But I think the Falcons being at home and everybody saying, oh, Super Bowl hangover and all that, I think they show out and they win the game. I think it'll be a close game, but it'll be great for the football fans. And my number one receiver in the NFL, Julio Jones, I think he's going to have a, a monster, monster game. <clears throat> he needs to if they're going to win. Yeah. I guess I got players are going to play on my daily fantasy, all from that game. Are you serious? Yes, You're all from that money. game. I'm doing all Let from that game. Let me give me the money instead. <laughs> You're wasting your money. That's going to be a shootout. No, it's not. It is, it's man. Not. Okay. Atlanta's defense is not that great. Okay. Green Bay's defense, they may have gotten a little better, but I still think it's suspect. And the game is in Atlanta. When you play in Atlanta, you got to score. That's all they want to see. There's one player you should play in your fantasy team from that game, and that's Freeman. Everybody else? You got – look, I'm going to put – I'm talking about Rogers, the Falcons. Rogers, you could play, but he, Rogers, he, didn't, he didn't play that well last Freeman, week. Freeman, um, Julio Jones. Negative. 
It's going to be a Julio, shooting fest. Julio was poo poo. He has, if you check the history of Julio Jones, he has some games like this. Okay. And when the Packers double team his butt this weekend, watch what happens. Then it's going to leave other wide receivers. So open. that's why I'm telling you, Julio is not the play. I'm starting Julio. Start him. If I have to start Julio, I'm start starting him. Julio. Tell me what fantasy league you get in or what daily fantasy you get in so I can take that money. That's easy. That's one less person I ain't got to worry about. Trey is very upset today. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm I don't not know upset. If it's, I don't know what I think because of Texas War. Yeah, no. He's not happy about that. Mm-mm. He's not happy about that at all. I think it's it's like his side piece calling the house. No. <laughs> <laughs> what the F are you calling the house for? Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. The Texas called your house. That's what no. happened. Mm-mm. Did the Dallas Cowboys pick up the phone? No. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just calling it how it is. Do you remember the last time we had I mean the last time we talked before the season started and we talked about the Jags? I told you what was gonna happen then. Or what could happen. And I'm just telling you right now, the Packers, they're gonna easily win that game. Okay. And they're gonna set themselves apart. And this time next week, everybody's gonna be talking about how the Packers are the best team in football and they're gonna win the Super Bowl and all that type of good stuff. Just That's like who a, we picked, though. Exactly. We both picked the Packers to I go. Know. Watch. Don't and, get me wrong. I think, I think the Packers might win the game. I, you just said it's going to be an easy it is. cakewalk win. It is. I don't know. I can't say that. The Falcons struggled against the Bears last weekend, right? Okay. They struggled. They barely won that game. The Bears, without There a, were really only a handful of teams that looked really impressive in the first week. Really And the Falcons weren't one of them. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's only a handful of teams that really looked impressive okay. so from top to bottom. So Mark the tape. I will mark a tape. That's the second team now. You thing you said. Now. Yeah. If the Texans go three and one, I'm like Clubber Lane from Rocky. I got a lot of mo. <laughs> I got a lot of mo. I think that Bills Panthers game is going to be closer than what people think. Where's that being played at? Carolina. Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's your pick right there, Chris. Oh yeah. The Panthers Super Bowl. That game is going to be closer than what people think. I I kind of slept on Cam Newton this year because I had him the previous year. One of my fantasy things, but I do think he's gonna have a better season this year. I'm curious. I don't know if it's gonna be MVP nah. type season, but I'm curious to see what happens with the Vikings and Steelers too. I think that that game is gonna be a lot better. I think the the Steelers they're good, and we know that they're. I mean, Le'Veon Bell didn't play very. I mean, he had a tough week. I, I can't say he didn't play well. He had a tough week. Um, but I don't think Brown is gonna run free against the Vikings like he did against the Browns. And then when you throw in Thielen and Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs. Again, Sam Bradford actually looked Sam pretty Bradford's good the other night. Balling. Unfortunately, he's hurt. Uh, he he injured. Oh, really? But that may, that's been his story, right? Yeah. Um, injuries. But they're not going to – I don't think that the I, – I didn't know that Bradford was – I didn't know he was still questionable. But I don't think that – I think he's going to play, though. I think Bradford's going to play the game. Even though he's questionable, I said yeah, he I think he'll play, but yeah. that's kind of been the story of his career, like yeah. you said, injuries. But he did Case, look. He did I think look it's good. Case Keenum. Oh, Case Keenum, I should have known. Yeah, that. Case oh, that's Keenum. a win, then, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, Case coming off the. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we had some. I don't agree with this, but we had some Texans fans there. Like Case Keenum should have been the, the starting quarterback for Houston Texans till this day. Like that should have been the quarterback. Like they feel like he did nothing. To lose his starting position, he did in not. Houston. But I'm, I understand that. I understand that. But still, I'm not one. Of, don't look at me like that, Trey. Don't, don't, don't close your eyes over there. I'm not one of those people. <sighs> this is so sad. <laughs> and to think a kid from my high school is coming to U of H, well, I've got to root for him. I've got to root for him because the kid is just—he's just that good. But to think that he's going to be playing for people that think like that, 
that just blows my mind. Blows my mind. I used to think that Spurs fans were delusional, and I owe the city of San Antonio an apology. I really do. You're apologizing on this podcast? To San Antonio. Yeah, I'm apologizing. San Antonio, I apologize. I thought y'all were homers. I thought y'all didn't know what y'all were talking about. But then I moved to Houston. (laughs) And oh my goodness. Y'all are delusional. Not you two. I'm just talking about about fans in Houston in general. I've said this several times. Just let's give out this man's address. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. You have a mob at the front of your door. (laughs) (laughs) We know you're in there, Trey. (laughs) I'm confused, man. I'm confused. Uh, It's all good. It's all good. I mean, each fan base has their particular type of fans. You have Cowboy fans and Laker fans. The most arrogant fans. How are we arrogant? We're we're not going to win. We're going to win by two touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I said two scores. I didn't say two touchdowns. Two scores could be a touchdown and a, and a field goal, which is what I predicted. Right? I said 27 to 14, 13 or 27 to 17. So that's two scores. Okay. Okay. So, but I, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not like, I'm not making stuff up. I'm, I'm, we don't I'm know this honest. truth. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Speaking of punching, anyway. Fight coming up. Is Saturday night. Is there a fight? Yes. Yes. Who's fighting? Um, Canelo Alvarez. And who's the other guy? Who's the other guy, Chris? Uh, Triple G. Triple G. Should be an interesting fight. Should be a good fight. It'll be a competitive it ha- fight. It has to be a good fight. It'll be a competitive fight. It just has to be a good fight. Neither one of those guys are going to get knocked down. You're going to see a 12-round boxing match, which is good. But... Neither one of them can afford to be too aggressive because both of those dudes punch with way too much power. So I think you're going to see a lot of dancing. I think you're going to see, you know, a few straight jabs. But other than that, whoever gets lucky and lands a couple of big shots, the rest of it, I think we're going to see a lot of dancing. Yeah. I've watched Canelo a lot, and I don't think he's ever won a big fight, to be very honest. Right. And he always looks a little slow. When you watch Triple G, Triple G doesn't look slow. And I think Triple G probably has more power. I agree with Trey. It's probably going to go to distance. But if it doesn't, then I would predict Triple G knocks him out. Yeah, that's right. Technical knockout. Because I don't think he's going to hit the floor. I think it's going to be a technical knockout. Yeah, I agree with that. That's where I'm thinking it's going to go. I definitely think Triple G has more power than Canelo. Yeah. I don't think it's really that close, honestly. Well, and, and I thought, I saw the Canelo, I mean, Canelo and Mayweather fight, and I thought Canelo, you know, uh, held his own. He was young, um, but now that he's a little bit older, Triple G is just, I mean, I, I, I can't even say it's hype anymore because he's proven fight after fight after fight. This dude is the truth. Yeah. And Canelo's just got, he's just got to be ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I already think we're setting up the second match. I, I mean, it's going to be a rematch. And I, I mean, and unfortunately, boxing has gotten to that point to me. Uh, and as much people talk bad about it, I think the McGregor and Mayweather, I mean, yeah, McGregor and Mayweather fight was better than what it was billed to be. I think people got more out of that than what they would. And I think if I'm, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening in this fight. I think they're going to come out and throw very few punches at the very beginning. And if anybody's the aggressor, I think it'll be Triple G because he's got a lot more to prove and wants to know that he is the band to beat right now. Yeah. I, I do think there is a chance in the middle of the fight, maybe around five or round six, where you start seeing their hands go. So if you're not a boxing fan at all, I would probably skip the first five rounds. But by round six, 
where the cards may be tipping one way or the other. And you got to start pressing. To, exactly. And I think if they both notice that they're doing it, it could turn into an epic fight. But if they're both playing their cards, just like Trey was saying, it's kind of, you know, filling each other out. It could be very boring. I don't think it's going to be a boring fight. I have to say that. I hope you're right. I hope no, you're right. No, but I have to say I that. hope you're right. This is like two years in the making, pretty much, yeah. for this fight. Yeah. And I and I poo-pooed on this Mayweather and McGregor thing for so long. I so the fight was in. Inter- I didn't. I didn't watch it. I refused to look at anything. I just heard stories from people who've actually watched the, the the fight. They said, "Oh, it was it was pretty good." I didn't watch the fight. Okay, I didn't. But I just think Mayweather allowed it to be a good fight because I heard that McGregor pretty much won the first three rounds. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He Mayweather gifted those to him. Right. Right. So I'm thinking Mayweather knew I can knock this guy out anytime I want. To. I can pretty much finish this fight off anytime I want to. So, but he wanted to entertain the fans, get an entertaining fight. No, I, I don't think that was it at all. I think Mayweather. I don't think Mayweather thought he could knock him out any time. Mayweather knew that he was going to come out and be that aggressive, so he knew because you can't train for something like that. You know, he's going to wear himself out, and that's exactly what he right, did. So Mayweather. Right. I don't think Mayweather thought he was going to knock him out. He knew that if I let him get tired, it's like just he was just okay. luring him into the water. Right, and then once he lured him into the water. Right. He was going to kill him. Let me rephrase a little bit. It might have been a good fight, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was a close fight. Correct. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Some people are saying, oh, it was a close fight. No, but McGregor had an opportunity to win the fight. Blah, 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 blah. No, he did not. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, a close no, fight. It wasn't a close but fight. But I still do feel like Mayweather did some things in that fight to make it seem closer than what it was. That's so they have a good fight. There's two things in that fight. It, one, if you watch that, there's a. A video on YouTube, HBO had it, where you could see Mayweather walking back to his corner and he said, we'll give him this round. He's literally talking to his dad. That's two. And he sits down and at the end of round two and his dad's like, all right, keep doing it. Give him this one. Goes back to the corner round three and said, we'll give him this one. <laughs> Once round four, he's just like, all right, now. That's it now. He looks a little tired. You, when you watch that as he's having the interaction, it's really an interesting video. You see how smart he is. By right. the round seven, round eight, he's like, "Oh, he's, it's almost time to knock him out." Yeah, I mean, if you think about, it, they were they, the people. Were, sorry, people were gloating that McGregor McGregor landed 111 punches on him, which wasn't a lot compared to what you know people would think it would take to knock out somebody or beat somebody like Floyd Mayweather. But just to think, oh, no one's ever landed that. They were happy with that. And even Dana White came out and like he's landed more punches on him than Oscar De La Hoya. Never. I mean, that was by choice. For one, and you didn't even hurt him. Like, and some of those punches were like, I mean, I, I saw the memes and everyone talking about like it's a uh, uh, McGregor looked like a cat battling like a yarn ball or something. Yeah. Like it was just like it wasn't <laughs> he wasn't gonna hurt anybody. I mean, it was like you know, it was like the Texans playing the Jags. Like you give him your best punch, but it didn't wow. hurt. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. As usual, the jabs. That was a jab, right? That was, that was actually an uppercut. <laughs> We move past jabs and straights with Trey. He's going for straight haymakers right now. If if you guys ever hear a sound on the podcast, like someone got knocked out or something like that, <laughs> I'm jumping across this table to knock Trey out because it's, it's just too much. Every week, it's day by day. It's not even podcast by podcast. Don't text me anymore when I hear that. Oh, man. But that tells you a lot about we're still talking about the Mayweather fight, yeah. even though this other fight is coming up. You know, Mayweather just has that pull. You put Mayweather on anything, he yeah. can be fighting against a cat. He can fight against Trey. 
you know. I'll knock him out. He's going to make you think that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that for sure. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Let him win the first three rounds, maybe. No, I lean on him. I, man, I wish I would. You would lean I on wish him. I, I got kids his size. I wish you would, Money Mayweather. <laughs> Give me one chance. One chance. Oh, God. I don't even need like 100 mil. Oh, I'd, I need fight, I'd fight him for the buddy. No. I'd get in that ring and give it my all. You'd be concussed. <laughs> hey, fine. You'd be able to spend fine. it. Fine. <laughs> my family would be able to spend it. I did this for you. I'm old. <laughs> this gross and everything. Oh, gosh. So, Triple G. We all consensus thing that Triple D is going to win the fight, That's, pretty much. We all agree on something? Yeah, we've been agreeing on a lot of things. Today. Do I need to choose Canelo? No, no, no. You don't have to do that. Are you sure? I mean, eventually we're going to disagree. Man. It's only a matter of time. That's awesome. And we all agree the Cowboys are going to win? Yeah. I I mean, wow. I think they're going to win. I need the Texans to win more often. Hey, you know, it is what it is. You look like you look like a spring chicken today. You look so happy. You're smiling. Hey, man. Life is good. I, You know, life is good. What are they back? Are the Texans back? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're still stuck in the rut. <laughs> Like I said, the Bengals is nothing. Uh, are you using that reverse psychology on me? Is that what you're doing? I'm I think not. that's what you're doing. I'm, I'm no, a fan that. of that. I like it. I could mm-hmm. see it. I no, see it. No, 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 no. You're not. I'm not falling for it. I'm not walking okay. into the trap. I see it. I'm wearing. I'm wearing my Texans again. Uh, good. I, I think we have a compromise for Trey early in the show. So you said if the Texans are not going to win those three games we listed out, right? If we do, you have to start off every show by saying the Texans are back. I think we should do that. No, no. I, I'd rather him not talk Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's an addition to it. Oh, an that's, addition to so, it? Because he's not saying the Cowboys are back anymore. He needs something in there. So Ooh, it should be the Texans. That's tough. I can't believe he did that. Karma is a, a beat. They're not going to win this game. <laughs> They're not. No. I sense a little bit more doubt in that no, particular one. I am one. not worried. <laughs> the, the Chiefs, the, have, has there ever been a game in the NFL history like stopped? Like about, like, like. Mayweather did McGregor. Has there ever been a, a football game just stopped? Like, has they ever just said, you know what? No mas. No no more. It's just because of much. weather? Weather no, no, condition? No. Oh, because they're getting no, beat so bad. just getting beat so bad. No. Never? Mm, I don't think so. We might see that with the Chiefs and the Texans. We might, not <laughs> the Patriots? No. No, the Patriots too, but that's not at home. I'm not worried about that. That 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 game is going to be ugly. Well, the Chiefs. But the NFL might call down. The replay official might call down and say, this is too much. Like, just stop it. Because this is bad. Well, the thing with the Chiefs is this. I know the Patriots are the Patriots. They're, they're going to win in Foxborough. Beat the brakes off the Texans. The Chiefs, I know they went into Foxborough and they won. But, Wait you know, we, we still got to okay. see a couple more games to really know if they turn the corner. No, I, don't, I, that's the game that I think they're probably going to lose the most out of the three home games. That's what I'm really worried what about. Are the, what's the Texans mascot name? Toro? I think it's Toro. They're going to saw his damn horns off. Like They're going to saw his damn horns off. That game ain't going to even be close, man. I'm just saying. Hey, I hope you're wrong. I really uh, do. Didn't Who beat the Texans in the playoffs last year? Patriots. Oh, the Patriots. That's right. They beat the Raiders and then. Well, that, that, you know, people don't talk about that game enough. That was actually a pretty good performance by the Texans, I thought. Especially the defense. I feel like the defense played Brady better than any defense did in that playoff run. I, I do. Better than the Falcons defense? Yeah. Because the Falcons let them come all the way, all the way back. back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what? You have to. They they really pressured Brady in that game. You really believe that? 
You really believe that the tech like so are you saying like the Texans had a chance to win or you're just saying No, they no, no. Well? I'm not saying they had a chance to win. I'm just saying the the defense played better than any other defense did in the Patriots playoff run. The the Steelers So did, better than the team that had them down by three scores? They came back and won the game. You saw the last couple yeah, of but drives. Y'all never had a chance to win. And that's not the point. We oh, didn't. Right. I'm just saying that the defense played well in that game. They pressured Brady. Okay. Something's wrong with Trey, bro. I'm just, I'm, I'm confused. It's okay. What's so confusing about I'm that? I'm just confused. Why? N- uh, nothing. Texans are great. You just can't get the Texas anything, can <laughs> No, I give it. They're my side piece. That's exactly what someone was saying to the side piece. The side was like, you can't give me anything in you. Hey, you're my side piece. <laughs> what, do, what do you want me to do? Then she calls the house. <laughs> <laughs> so both ESPN and Sports Illustrated, they've been doing this a lot lately. Um, drop the top 100 players in the NBA ranking. And on both rankings, they ranked Draymond Green as number 10, a top 10 player in the NBA. You listening to that, Trey? I heard it. Draymond Green's a top ten NBA player. For you guys who just who just so happen to stumble along the podcast, you know we like to reference previous podcasts. And this guy over here said that Kevin Love is a better player than Draymond Green. Well, not according to to ESPN and they don't SI. know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't so what is what is SI stand for? Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah, and ESPN, right? The worldwide leader in sports. Right. That same damn station has Damian Lillard at 18. That's ridiculous. As far as point guards. No, 18, period. Okay, so what what point guards is he ahead of in that? They have DeMarcus Cousins at 17. Draymond Green is not better than DeMarcus Cousins. That's stupid. That alone is not better than DeMarcus Cousins. You're you're just thinking solely about offense, aren't you? No, sir. You're not thinking about everything else that Draymond does mind to contribute you, to a team. Mind you, I adore, I love Draymond Green. I love Draymond Green. I, I think he's great for that team. I think he's great for the NBA. I love him as an NBA if player. Both, he's one of my favorite players. He is not a top 10 basketball if player. If both men's careers ended today, who had a better career? DeMarcus Cousins. You're crazy. No. You're out your you've lost your mind. <laughs> they have Draymond you Green. You have lost your damn they mind. They have Draymond Green ahead of John Wall. Exactly. Shut your mouth. We you know I need to give you a cup so you can piss so, in it. Is Draymond so Green, we can test. Is Draymond Green better than John Wall? Is Draymond Green better let's than John Wall? Let's go. Answer the no, question. No, no, hold it's on, a yes or no on, question. Let's go back to this if their careers end today, who had a better career? You're talking about because Draymond Green's won a couple of championships. Not Statistically, just, not just that. Demarcus Cousins is a better basketball player than Draymond Green, period. How, look up the statistics. If you were going to start a team today and, and those are the last two people left to fill your roster out, you mean to tell me you're going to take Draymond Green over Demarcus Cousins? I would. You're out. Your, you've and been the, smoking. Part, part of the reason why I would, though, is because Demarcus Cousins, he's playing with the. New Orleans Pelicans right now, right? It'll be a second year in. It's not just about what he can contribute on the court. I have to make sure, I have to see him play a whole year in New Orleans and make sure he doesn't have these attitude problems okay. and stuff like that okay. before I'll just pick him up. Okay. So that's why I will pick up Draymond So you're going to take Draymond Green over Jimmy Butler? You're going to take Draymond Green over Carl Anthony Towns I, I today, would, no. right now? 
Not over Towns. Are you gonna take not Dr- over Towns. Okay, are you going to take Draymond but Over Jimmy Butler, yes. Are you going to take Draymond Green over Paul George? Yeah. I would. <laughs> Stop the podcast. <laughs> I would right now because I am trying to build a team, right? I'm trying to build a team. If you put Paul, let's say you just switch, you put Paul George on the uh, don't do it, don't do it, Drake. I see you over there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> hey, an asinine question deserves an asinine answer. Mm. Okay. I just asked you who had a better career their careers ended today. There's no way DeMarcus Cousins has a better career. You're including than the championships. That's you have to include the championships. No, no, they're there. But it's not just it's not just a championship. It's not just He's that, but I'm just saying they're the, year as well. yeah, I'm just saying statistically I'm taking Cousins 8 days a week. Twice I on like Sundays. how you bounce back from statistics on one uh, issue and then go off it on other issues. You're, you're talking about championships. That's all you're talking but about. But this part of his resume you can't just throw it out there. You can't just get rid of it. Your championship. I'm not getting rid of it. Yes, you are. No, I'm if not. you're taking, if you're saying that Draymond Green does not have a better career than Demarcus Cousins does right now, their career is ended today. Then you are. You have to be, because it doesn't make any sense. You got a headache? No. <laughs> What's wrong? I'm just confused. Confused I'm about confused what? Because my co-host been smoking some. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't bleep out. Look, look. I cannot continue to bleep out everything. Are we going to bleep out the whole show? I mean, God, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Well, obviously, some people agree with me. Si and ESPN okay. have him ranked higher. So, whoever wrote that article, we need to have. A, uh, we need to bring them in front of the congregation right now. We need to have a conversation because that's ridiculous. Okay, what y'all do? What y'all guys are doing though is you're under valuing the other aspects that he brings to the table. No, no, Let let me say something right now. Dennis Rodman is one of the greatest power forwards to ever play the game. I agree. One of my favorite players ever. He can't score on your team. He's not going to score 30 points. He can't score, but he's not But he's a rebounding machine. All right? So, yeah. Jamal Green's not a rebounding machine. But that's that's not the part that he brings to the game. What does he bring to the game? Assist. He does rebound. He plays defense. He might be the best defender in the league. No, sir. He might be. No. Him and Kawhi. There. Draymond. Listen, Draymond Green is one of my favorite players in the NBA. I don't like many players other than Draymond Green. Like, I love Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, let me go back a little bit further. I love Dr. J, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. I love Dirk Nowitzki. I love Kevin Durant. I love Draymond Green. I love he's one of my favorite players to ever play in this game. So I'm not poo-pooing on what he's done. I'm just telling you, as a real fan, I watch a lot of his games. I watch him wholeheartedly. I love Draymond Green. He is not a time t- top ten player. He's not better than John Wall. He's not better than Paul George. He's not better than Demarcus Cousins. And if we were starting a team and you would choose Draymond Green and leave me, Demarcus Cousins, you're a fool. Let me ask all this then. He's ranked at least on the ESPN list, nine spots higher than his teammate, the other. Clay Thompson. Clay. Ridiculous. I don't agree with that either. Well, they should be closer to each other. Yeah. I don't think either one of them are top should, team. I, I don't think there's a nine-spot difference exactly. between and them. He's More not, than nine players. He's not better than, than Damian Lillard. Draymond Green is not better than Damian Lillard, period. There's no way in hell you could tell me that. No way. Sorry. There's no way he's better than Damian Lillard. I agree with that. I, I can't even argue that. The, no the way. players between, so it's Clay Thompson, 19, then there's Damian Lillard, 
Demarcus Cousins, Nikola Jokic. Or is it Jokic? He's a good player he's too, good but player. not I don't, I don't not yet. Better. I don't think he's better than not yet. Demarcus Cousins, but uh John Wall, then Rudy Gobert, Paul George, Carl Anthony Towns, Big Cat, Jimmy Butler, and then you have your boy, Draymond Green. I don't think Draymond Green's a top ten player. Now wait. I, I just don't. I don't. Th- well, I don't think look, in look, any look. way you shape it, whether you say the last person on my roster, if I'm having a fantasy draft, <laughs> if you're having a straight fantasy draft, and all the players. Do you are know? How, agents, do you know how they do the fantasy draft though? I mean, you know how the points are accumulated in yeah. basketball for fantasy. Yes, I'm still taking Lillard. His thirty points, his twenty eight points a game. And his five assists and five boards is going to score me more than Draymond's nine, eight, Let's six. Let's make sure we go back to the origin of this debate. You said on this podcast that Kevin Love is a better basketball player than Draymond Green. Did you not say that? Okay. Yes. I okay. Did okay. Say okay. That. You said that Kevin Love is more valuable to his team than Draymond Green is to the Golden State Warriors. This is the origin of our debate. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. This comes out. That Draymond Green is in the top ten basketball. Now everything else you're saying about Dray, you know, Damian Leonard, um, Paul George, all that stuff. I'm not necessarily saying that I would pick Draymond Green ahead of those guys. I just want to make sure everybody who's listening understands <laughs> the origin of this debate and why it's even coming up. So this is my this is my deal. You're undervaluing no, Draymond I'm not, Green. I'm not undervaluing. Uh, I, is he a top repeat- twenty player? I don't know anybody. Is he a top thirty know. player? Yeah, he's probably a top thirty player. Top thirty. Yeah. See, that's I, I think that's, from that's, the very beginning. I think from the beginning, I think I said maybe top twenty five or so. Uh, I, I think I've been I, I've been staunch on that on that remarks. Yeah. But my hold on one second. My thought was when I talk about Kevin Love, if you think about Kevin Love's pure basketball skills and ability, I'm talking about from being a, a five tool player to being somebody who can actually you know shoot who can score, who can rebound, who can set picks, who can pass. Draymond Green, his skill set is not at the level of Kevin Love's. I'm just being honest with you. Offensively? Either way. I mean, uh-huh. oh, so defensively, defensively, yes, Draymond Green has an aptitude for playing a much better defense than Kevin Love. That's not a secret. But when you think about what Kevin Love brings to the table, I'm just talking about pure, if I'm a basketball scout and I'm scouting just your pure abilities, Kevin Love would rank higher than almost every category. Than just Draymond shooting. Green. Basically, it's a shooting. Passing. How, how many times have you seen Kevin Love get a rebound, dribble the full length of the court, okay. find a wide open guy for can, a score? How many I, times have you done that? Can I finish? Can I finish? So I'm just talking about as just a pure basketball player themselves. I'm not talking about what they're asked to do on their team and stuff like that. Because if I'm a big man and I'm 6'10", I'm not wanting you to bring the ball up the floor. Sometimes Draymond Green is in the in the situation with the Golden State Warriors offense that he's he's the person who's supposed to be bringing the ball up the floor as a point forward. Kevin Love's not a point forward, but there's not many people who can pass the ball like he can in the post, who can shoot the three like he can, and who can rebound and outlet the way that Kevin Love can't. There's not we haven't seen many players in our lifetime that do that that well. I'm just being honest with you. And when he was asked to do that as the man in Minnesota, Minnesota, everyone was looking at this man like, wow. This dude was putting up more 2020 games than anybody we had ever seen. Honestly. Honestly. But in Cleveland, he's asked to do something different. So let me I guess a better way to shape the conversation is. I was even talking about a fantasy team as far as points. I'm talking about every player's a free agent. Line them up. Your GMs have to repick teams. I don't think Draymond Green goes in the top 25 players. 
Like, why would you draft him as your first player on your team? Oh, I'm building my my franchise you around him. You would, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. And I'm I not, love that, him, but I'm you not, that's what I'm that. saying. You cannot have him on your top ten if you cannot say that. You can't. I think you still can, because based on what he's able to been able to accomplish, you have to put that into the equation. And I agree with you. I think what ESPN as I've done, they've given him. Way too much credit. I think there's with players like Draymond Green. Sometimes you watch them at the end of the career, like man, we really undervalue that guy. I think with Draymond Green, the end was like, wow, we really overvalue that guy. Well, you can go on both ends of the spectrum. If you take a player off the Golden State Warriors one by one, and you say the first player I'm taking off is the least value, if I take this player off this team, they still are going to be in contention. What order is that going to be in? He'd be For the first. Me, he'd be the first one. I to think go. it's Clay Thompson. That's me personally. If you take Klay Thompson off that team, they'll find another shooter to do that. Because Klay Thompson never really did that much in the playoffs anyway. When you look at it, when you go back to it, he's a great I, player. I disagree, I disagree with that. I, 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 that's what I think. I, so I, you think it's Draymond Green? Yeah, if you take you they, take Draymond Green off that team. They still win the championship. Well, I think, so they still win the championship with Klay Thompson though, right? Right, but but the difference with Klay Thompson is the reason that Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are getting those one-on-one looks is because you would be a fool to leave Klay Thompson that's open. Not, that's, I understand that, but I still think that they can find, he's not going to be as good of a shooter as Klay Thompson. They were sagging off of Draymond Green. Offensively, any help was Who coming from. Who did more from, in, the playoff, in the playoff runs? For that team, scoring wise, or? no. All you, all you're thinking about okay. is scoring. No, so that's if, all you're if thinking Draymond about. Green could uh, control his temper, we might be looking at a back to back. That's, the, that's champion, the point, right? If Draymond Green but, was able to stay in that game, we are looking at a three peak. But, but that at, proves my point. But you're looking no, at the no, chemical makeup of the team. You're looking at the chemical makeup of the team. They expected him to be out there, so they they compensated for that team by having a a Sean Livingston, um, a Livingston, a Leandro Barbosa. Um, a uh, Ian Clark. They didn't. They they expected him to be out there. They weren't deep uh, in the post. They didn't have a lot of post players, which is the reason they went out and got Petulia and Javale McGee and everybody else. So if Draymond Green was out there, he got more minutes. He was out there playing. I would leave Draymond Green open all day but that's, compared that's, to leaving Clay Thompson that's not open. The, that's not the point. You let Clay Thompson make a three pointer or two. You don't know when he's going to stop. Who was more valuable to those te- that team's playoff runs? The, uh, Clay, no, no. That's the question. Clay Thompson or Draymond Green? I'm saying Clay Thompson. I'm, I'm saying Draymond. Green. Let me tell you why, though, because people never talk about this for Clay Thompson. Without and Clay defensively Thompson, defensively, he's amazing. Defensively, he's amazing. He's always holding no, no. your best player. But let me finish though. I agree. In that game six versus the Thunder. Last season, which would have been an embarrassment to the Warriors to get knocked out. Klay Thompson saved that season. There is no doubt he saved them. They were ready to go home, and Klay Thompson erupted. Curry was nowhere to be found. Draymond Green was nowhere to be found. It was Klay Thompson. But he always comes through for that team when they need something of that nature. Well, I don't don't agree with that Draymond was nowhere to be found. He's not a prolific scorer. Exactly. I understand that. But that does not make you— that's the only thing that makes you a good basketball player. So is player. Draymond Green's defense better than Klay Thompson's? Right now, yeah. Hell no. Hell yeah. No, sir. How many times has Klay Thompson been defensive player of the year? Okay, that's a, zero. That's a different zero. story. How is it a different who, story? Who guards, you just asked me who's a better defensive who player. Who guards the best player on the other team? Okay. Night in and night out. Who guards the best perimeter player but night in and night that out? That doesn't mean that you're the best defensive player I'm, on the team. Well, who Then why don't you, if you're a what? better defensive player, why don't you guard the best How defensive, many offensive defensive weapon? player of the year awards? Let's answer the question, Trey. How many? I don't think, Just say zero. I don't think that Defensive Player of the Year awards are necessarily – I mean, Clay Thompson's not expected So you don't to, think championships are important? I didn't say that. You don't think Defensive Player of the Year awards are important? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. 
Well, that's what I'm getting from this conversation. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that sometimes when you win the Defensive Player of the Year award, it's not necessarily because you were necessarily the best defensive player. Maybe you were one of the maybe you were one of the one of the best defensive players of the year, or one of the best defensive players. But maybe maybe rebounds has nothing to do with that. I don't think that they just take defensive stats into play when it comes to that. I think they take in your whole body of work and they look at that and say, okay, you know what? You're good to go. But, I mean, LeBron James could probably win one of the best defensive player of the year's award every year. Kawhi Leonard, there's not a better. LeBron James' defense last year was. It's last year. It it did. That's what what I'm saying. I'm not talking about last year. I'm just talking about in general. Kawhi Leonard defensively is a beast. I mean, he's amazing. Klay Thompson. What you're doing right now is poo-pooing on the defensive player of the year award. I'm not poo-pooing on it. I'm just saying that sometimes. Do you think Klay Thompson is a better defender than Draymond Green, Chris? He's a more important defender. Yeah, he is. Just he because he holds the best player on the team. If Klay Thompson's not there, when the Rockets play, the, the the Warriors, the Warriors are in trouble. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking you a question. Who's a better defender? Who's going to guard? In general. Who's going to? Be- that, that's because of answer The better defender in general is Draymond Green. Draymond I'm Green. arguing that. Okay. But that's also, I mean, I, I don't. It's going to take away a little bit from him. The big men in the game now are not very skilled. And he moves quicker than them, and he stays in front of them. I'll give him credit for that. But to Trey's point, when it comes to Clay Thompson, the two-way point, being able to play offensive but hold his own defensively, he does it night in, night out. I'm not taking that away from Clay Thompson. I'm really not. All I'm saying is that we could have ended this discussion, who's a better defender? It's Draymond Green, period. I understand what you're saying, and I agree with it. Both Clay- of us agree that Clay is. The overall better defender, Chris has said it was Draymond Green. My this 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 conversation has gone completely away from the point <laughs> we made. The point was this man's not a top ten NBA player. Period. Okay, my point is that Draymond Green is still better than Kevin Love. That's my point. Let me is ask you this: smoking Is crack. Draymond Green a top ten NBA player? No, he's not. But this is my thing. But he's defensive if, player of the year. He, he is. The, he, he, is the, he is defensive player of the year. He is. He is. He is. These are facts. These are facts. I'm not going to see here. You brought it up because you were surprised that you saw it. And I just brought it up because of the debate that we have between Draymond Green and Kevin Love. But I, the, I think the difference, I was outraged when I saw it. I really was. I was outraged, especially how they had Carl Anthony Towns' big cat behind him. That's ridiculous. It just, it just caused my skin well, to see, I always, I, I always have to ask this question. Lillard both, behind him is zero, uh, stupid. This is the thing. This is the thing with the NBA, or with any person's career. If these people, you don't know. I remember we had a debate about Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And you asked me who's a better quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. I, I thought Aaron Rodgers was too. And you thought that was asinine. I thought but it was too it, early. Yeah, because you thought it was too early. That's the same debate they were having with this um, top list right here. If their careers ended today, okay, more people are going to know about Draymond Green than these other players that you're talking about. Not because of his play, well, but because I'm, I'm, of his, but, but, because but of his are, actions though. and because of his me, oh. the media attention, how many games the Warriors are on TV, not because of their stats, period. That's ridiculous. I, I'm surprised that you even said that. That's 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 not even right. That's not even right. Damian Lillard, for his career, is averaging 22 points, four rebounds, and six assists for his career in a crappy, crappy Portland team. I shouldn't say crappy. Mediocre Portland team. And he's averaging that. Last year, he averaged 27, 5, and 6. You want to take a guess? You want to take a guess on what Draymond averaged last year? 
Oh, about 10 points. About 10 points a game. Something similar to that. I never said Trayvon Green was a prolific scorer. I never said that. He was 10, 7, and 7. Oh, I'm sorry, 10, 8, and 7. 7 assists? Yeah. How many assists does uh, Damian Lillard have? Average. Five. So Lillard averaged almost three times as many he's points. He's a point guard. He's a point guard. He averaged three times as many See, points. Y'all, y'all are overvaluing the points to me. No, I'm not, And I want to be clear. I don't want to do that because Damian Lillard plays in a system where he's going to score. He has to. He has to. But he's but even as a, even as a point guard. So if I round up, Draymond's averaging nine, seven, and four. Nine, seven, and four. So you mean to tell me you would rather have a nine, nine, seven, and four player instead of a player who's averaging for his career twenty three, four, and six? So for his career, Lillard's averaging more assists than him. He's averaging three less rebounds and two and a half as time, two and a half times the points. Come on, bro, you don't mean that. There's no way you mean that. <laughs> You don't mean that. Y'all are devaluing Draymond Green's. I'm, uh, I'm just sorry. Somebody averages two and a half times your points. They average two less rebounds and they are they one and a half times your assists. That's a given. The stats don't lie. We've kind of moved away from the origin of this. He's not a top ten debate. player, and I love. He's one of I, my favorite players I in the agreed, game. And he's I agree that he wasn't a top ten player, but like I said, part of the reason they put that in there is because if the you're talking about right now at this point in time. Who's the better player? Okay, that's that's uh, that's what I think the argument okay. is. So, right? can we like, play fantasy that. basketball? Can we have a fantasy basketball league? And with your one, or f- either your first or second round pick, you would pick Draymond Green. I, I did not say. Okay, that. Okay, your third pick. I, I did not say that. Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> your fourth your, pick. Your honor. Your <laughs> honor. I did not say that. If there was three people in that league, you wouldn't pick him with your third or fourth pick. You wouldn't pick him in your fifth pick. Okay, look, this is the, this is the point, though. You know, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, players like that, they're going to be picked first. Then you're going to pick a point guard. You, you might have a team that if they already have the basis of their team set up, they might be in a situation where they're going to pick up Draymond Green. What position before, does Draymond Green play? Who knows? I'm Small asking, forward, power forward. What, what do you want to list him as? What do you want to list him as? He's a power forward slash uh, small forward. He doesn't have a like a. He's a definite. point forward. It's really yeah. He's a point, point forward. forward yeah. He's a point forward. Yeah. yeah. So, so the other power forwards in the league right now is is who you would basically rank him against. So if you're trying to start a team or start a league or whatever, that's who you'd rank him against. Well, according, sure. according to ESPN SI, he's just that magical player that you can't really rank him against anybody else. That's honestly how they would come up with him being in the top ten. Yeah, Bleacher Report has Draymond Green as going into last year as the number two small number two forward in the game. Period. And guess who they have as number three? Who's that? Okay, but he's a fr- he's in front of him. That was the Kevin Bleacher Love is number that, three. That was Bleacher but, Report. But he's in front of him. Yeah, but you and he's that, averaging. That is the like I said. That's the origin of our debate. And he's okay? a, and he averages more points and rebounds than like you Draymond are overvaluing all the points and rebounds really and rebounds. Hey, but they still have him ahead of him. They're seeing something you're not yeah, seeing. Uh, Trey, you poo pooing on. They're him. seeing something you're not seeing, Trey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna find out. One of my favorite players in the game. Shout out to Draymond. Chubby Chubs, but hey, 
It is we'll, it we will is. forever disagree on this as we do many things. Yeah. This is not, you know, the big of a deal. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Mm-hmm. You should. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this again another day. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. We'll, we'll, next, next year's coming around, right? Club, we're going we're we're to see. It's coming up. We're going to see. Very quickly. We're going to see what happens. Unless the Rockets do something, then there's no need for me to talk about Draymond Green. What did you say? Unless the what? The Houston Rockets. Nope. <laughs> 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 oh, guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Leave comments. Let us know if you agree or disagree with me or if you agree disagree. with Betray over there. That's the magic of sports. We all have our opinions and we just voice them. Let us know, you know, what's going down. So, anything else, guys? I know Trey got something to say. No, I'm just, hey, I saw Mia Khalifa was with uh, Deshaun Watson. Did y'all see that? I didn't see that. I didn't see it either. Just saying. Maybe she brought some good luck. Be careful, Deshaun. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.